0: Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron S, Mako-chan, and
1: Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session episode number 433. We are at podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything else. I'm DJ Ron S. I am Mako Chan. And I'm Ichigo gummy How is everybody
0: doing tonight? Sleepy and I want my tater tots.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm not speechless. I'm just well, maybe I am speechless. I'll just try to come up with something to say. Well, if you <laughs> are if you are crank tired, put put on a pot of coffee. If you want tater tots, just go in the freezer and throw them in your, in your in your instant air fryer like I would.
0: No, I have some, and I can smell them through
1: my house. Ooh. That is why. I'm waiting until
0: the end of the show, and then I get my tater tots. Let us know in the chat if you are also a tater tot
1: fan. Well, why don't you ask somebody to bring you tater tots downstairs to your work studio? Well, I don't want... Do you want ants, Ronma? Because that's how you get ants.
0: I don't eat in my studio unless it's in a container that can be closed because I don't want ants.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh man. We are live tonight, week of January 14th, 2020. Here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays at 9 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can always find us at live.vognetwork.com, that little pop-up viewer. You can find us directly through Twitch TV slash anime jam session. You can also follow us through Twitch TV slash Network. And we're proud to be a proud podcast member of the Voice of Geeks Network. Check them out at Vognetwork.com. And we also have a Discord. You can find us at Vognetwork.com. Discord. Every show on the network has a Discord channel. So swing by, come in, talk to us. We'll have a good time. And as Wild Spice says, this is 2020. Dur, 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 dur. Oh wait, that's the other theme song. Never mind. I still say they should have um had uh, Barbara Walters introduce uh 2020. So it is what it is. Okay, there we go. And if you notice, um, we kind of cleaned up the, uh, the the stream a little bit. The text over here is a little bit brighter. You can see it better. You know, I'm kind of working on that little bit things here and there. The website needs to be updated. I need to actually get off my lazy took us and do that. I think it's time for me to go shopping around for a new theme and, and overlay it because I'm kind of curious about what I can, what I can see. So, you know. Mm. And X 75 says, my New Year's resolution is 3840 by 2160. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, 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 oh. funny
0: also Rana, it seems like your audio might be a little bit lower than everyone else's so if you wanted to adjust that just a heads up
1: hold on let me see what i can do here because it's the same settings i've always had it at um wait let me all right now i have actually unmuted there right. see down here on in obs there there's a there's a mixer and it controls all the volumes of every separate device every separate thing whether it's skype windows your music or whatever generally i have to mute anybody that's on skype or else you hear uh, echoing our double voices i probably muted mine by accident which is why it's coming through so low so my apologies so we should be good to go with that so anywho uh, we've been off for about three weeks for those of you who are kind of new to the show around the holidays we do our christmas special and then we take off for about two three weeks kind of relax, recharge, do our own thing and stuff like that. Um depending on the year, we may come back and talk about Magfest. We didn't do Magfest this year. We might do next year. It just depends on if the entire VOG squad is going and when. So and even then we'll see how that rolls through. But so we're going to go ahead and switch things over to how was your week? How was your day? Or in this case, how was your holiday break? <laughs> I should update that, but that's fine. So there you go. How was your holiday break?
0: Hey, um, well, my holiday break, I traveled, so um, I definitely was um out and oot a boot. Um, and I enjoyed some oysters at an oyster festival in my parents' hometown. My dad's a brewer, too, so I got to check out all the new digs he's been putting into. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. He he brews? He's a microbrewer?
0: Yes, he makes brewed beer. Mm -hmm. Next time you come... That's what I... I've told you guys about this before. You guys got to make your way down to Montrose, Virginia. You guys find the Montrose
1: Brewery. Or you come up this way and bring some...
0: Well, they just got a canner, so they've been able to can the beer. And apparently, the IPAs have been going over well. So now they're advancing onto other beers. So
1: and we'll have to do a beer exchange because one of my friends, her cousin, runs a brewery in Jersey City. So we have to Ooh, do- yeah. that could be fun. But yeah, there's a bunch of breweries that have popped up in the northern neck
0: of Virginia. So if you're mm. down in that area, um, my dad brews with the Montrose Brewery. Mm. Um, he even has a beer named after him. It's their Oktoberfest mm. um, called The Aviator because he was in the Air Force. Um, but yeah, so I went down and visited them and they support a lot of the local community out there. So I got to see a lot of faces, meet new people and have oysters, which is super awesome. I love oysters. Um, and then also just enjoyed, I don't know, I didn't really enjoy the unseasonably warm weather, but I'm sure that it definitely made for a lot of people's holiday as Mm. far as being able to go out and everything. Um, yeah it was just a really chill holiday uh because we we just had my parents and us and that was pretty much it um then for New Year's we basically just stayed home and watched uh the fireworks on YouTube and the ball drop on YouTube um but yeah it's been a pretty chill last few months I guess so we're doing okay
1: well that's good um Mako how was your holiday break um Not
2: bad, Uh, you know, just the normal holiday, getting together with family, getting together with friends, uh, work, Um, yeah, Um, not really too much different than what normally goes on. Um, I did get to sit down today and talk with a person that will be doing a tattoo for me, Ooh. so Ooh. I'm going to be starting ah. a very large piece in two weeks so it will go piece by piece and I'm very happy
1: <laughs> well that's good
2: I'm finally getting my Eevees
1: I Yay! was going to Eevees. ask if it was fandom related
2: yes um, actually uh, if you guys look up It's Birdie I-T-S Birdie with a Y um, he's the artist that does all of those really cute pencil sketches and colorings of the um, first Pokemon in their hoodies of the second or third evolution Pokemon mm-hmm. um, so he has an entire set of Eevee and EVolutions of the Eevees in their evolution hoodies. Oh. Um, so I will eventually have the entire evolution set in their hoodies, but we're starting with Umbreon and um, uh, who else? I'm trying because the the artist himself actually put um, different Pokemon together in groups. Yeah. So that's how we're doing the tattoo. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Um, I can't remember now which Pokemon it is with the Umbreon but I'm excited um, it's actually going to be a full scene he's talking to me about uh, backgrounds and things like that so they'll actually be sort of in a scene and I'm really excited because this is a tattoo I've been planning for a couple of years now
1: cool alright ah let's see uh my holiday break it was pretty good um i accidentally went to work when i wasn't supposed to because i didn't and i didn't read the company calendar it seems at work like we get the friday after thanksgiving as a holiday okay cool we also get the day before christmas as a holiday and i didn't realize that when i came into work the main elevators that i needed to get to my office were closed off so i have to go down to the studio elevators and double around and i was and i got there i was like yo where is everybody and it was a couple of my co-workers there they work in a different department where they, there has to be somebody there 24 7 and they were like yeah you you guys don't work i'm just like oh oh shit oh oh didn't know and went right back home. I think I went back home and just turned on the TV and just caught up with whatever was on, you know. I'm kind of annoyed that I wasted like five, like like four and change on coffee and a donut. But it is, by the way. It is what it is. So, you know. Uh... After that, I hung out with Mako-chan. We went out for New Year's. You know, we had like a 60-scene party with a friend. It was fun. Then after that, we hung out with uh, one of our favorite uh, people, uh, Michelle, for uh, post-New Year's Day dinner. You know, that was fun catching up and all that good stuff. So, um, that one Jewish elf in the chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session goes, I still can't believe you did that. Well, here's the thing. I normally expect, like, an email of, like, we're not working or not. Or, if it's, like, a calendar, like... And like an like an interactive calendar, I could throw into my Outlook so I could see and be like, oh, we're not working this day. Okay, you know, I I I I didn't know, you know. So it is what it is. And uh, Wild Spice, uh, PM me that to my messenger. Um, I don't I don't think I can see um, whispers while I'm streaming here. Um, I don't have the browser open for that, so just PM me that. That greatly be appreciated. Uh, let's see, I think that is basically has been our holiday breaks. Um, as you can see, the place behind me is a bit of a mess. I got to clean stuff up. Um, one of those boxes there is is a Columbia sportswear jacket that, that I bought almost 20 years ago. And I'm sending it back to the manufacturer to fix the zipper. Why? Their jackets have a limited lifetime warranty. If they can't fix it, they will generally replace it, you know? Either they'll... Replace, hmm. yeah.
0: Limited lifetime warranty, Ranma? Yes! Is that like, you can't die in an anime? Like, that? it's just your, your IRL mm-hmm. life, just the yeah. one?
1: Yeah, this is not ReZero, you know, so...
0: Well, that's really good though. I know, um, I I'm sure that you guys have tailors on every corner in New York as far as like replacing zippers, but since I know that it can run pretty expensively, especially on a jacket like that. Mm-hmm. So it's good that they, they put a warranty on it.
1: Well, you know, and the funny thing is I've been meaning to do it for the, for the longest time, but I just kept forgetting. And I was just like, Oh, and the funny thing is, I only knew about this because years ago I used to read the Consumerist before it closed down, um, and there were stories about people who would actually send it in, and what would happen is they wouldn't get their jacket repaired. They would just they would just basically was sent a brand new jacket. Honestly, I think it's a lot better than having to give somebody store a credit for it because honestly, when I bought it, I only paid like fifty five dollars for it. it. wasn't bad, so you know.
0: Well, and also, I think a lot of it, too, is that, it. I mean, if the jacket is mendable, like Mm -hmm. fixable, it might just be better to send you the old jacket with the repairs rather than a new jacket, but I know... A lot of companies yeah. back in the 90s used to do that just because it was easier.
1: But now it's just cheaper, you know, just not to do that, you know, shipping and all of that, you know. Manufacturing yeah. and everything
0: yeah. got more expensive, especially with all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. So, that, yep.
1: Well, that and, you know, my normal day-to-day wear outside the house is a hoodie and my denim jacket. And mm-hmm. I like that, but now what way the weather is, I kind of feel like I need to wear my number, my, my sort of puffy coat slash jacket and I keep forgetting to take my trench coat in, and I'm probably going to do. And I meant to do that this morning. I'll probably do that tomorrow morning, and I, I it probably won't be ready for Friday. So because the quote unquote winter storm coming in.
0: Oh yeah, I heard about that. I'm not looking forward to it down here because everybody loses their goddamn minds.
1: And depending or on how... has
0: French toast parties. That's my camp. <laughs> and,
1: and depending on how it is, I may have to pack. If it's Friday, I'll have to pack my sneakers and I'll have to wear my boots going in, so... We'll see, you know. Uh, Let's see what's going on in the chat room here. Uh, Bob Coffee says, word on the street that the U.S. is getting delayed viewings for Love Life Fest. Well, I'm kind of looking for... I'm kind of okay with that, given how, um... I gotta start prepping for Zenkai, because I gotta pick up... I gotta order some new equipment, I gotta send my other lens out for repairs, um... Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out in April, so everything is kind of has to kind of stagger down so I can enjoy the most of it. And I will say, during this break, I actually got in some gaming, and I'm just like, wow. This is what it's like to enjoy myself gaming, you know?
0: I totally understand that. Um, mm-hmm. John had gotten some new pieces for his computer, mm-hmm. and he was able to build a better, like, I guess processor as far as cool. his gaming was concerned. So mm-hmm. he's been able to take care of that pretty well.
1: Gotcha. That's All
0: what right. he did for like Christmas. That's that was what he asked for.
1: Alright, cool. All right, coming up, um normally this is where we would do uh weekly geek squag where we talk about some of the geeky stuff that we have. Um, that may come back as a monthly type thing, but right now we're trying out something new, uh, called Stuff We Watch. Basically If we've been watching some anime or a YouTuber or some TV show, because even though we talk about anime and cosplay on this show, I feel with stuff we watch, you kind of get a little bit of insight on stuff outside of the discussion table here that we discuss on on a regular basis. So for me, stuff we watch is basically, you know. I I DVR a lot of stuff, and over the last couple weeks, I've been catching up with the show SWAT on CBS. It just happened to be on Hulu, so I'm like, you know what? I'll check it out. And it's really good. Um, I'm like halfway through season two, and I may have it done by the end of the week. I started watching The Marvelous Ms. Maisel, and that's actually good. I actually like 50 Styles 50s, like, the cars, the clothing, and the attitude and stuff. I'm really digging the aesthetics of it more than anything else. Um, That's basically has been it. Uh, I do need to catch up with the rest of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 and catch up with My Hero Academia. I did watch a series called High Schoolers Can't Be This Intelligent or something like that. That's just a rough translation from what I remember. It's basically seven genius teenagers from japan who are transported to the feudal era and he kind of tipped the entire world on on its on, on its on its kilter by bringing in democracy and stuff like that think of it sort of like Populous or SimCity, the anime but you have seven beings of different skill sets to help you uh pull it off so and bob coffee's telling me to watch Simful gear you are like the third person to tell me to watch that. Okay. So I will have to do that. All right. Ichigo. you what, go. What kind of shows have you been up to lately?
0: Well, traditionally day to day in my studio, I tend to either listen to Reddit horror stories and mm-hmm. crypto stories or watch a lot of true crime stuff. Yeah. Um, But in my anime normal stuff, I we've actually recently just finished up Violet Evergarden, which was something Ooh. that I've been told to watch by so many people. Um, because that hashtag Victorian aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we have been checking out the Castlevania series that Netflix released. I um, need to
1: catch up with that, yes.
0: I know that I'm a little behind the times. But uh, we've actually That's... been enjoying it. I, I At least I've been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how I would like it. Um, because Netflix has been kind of hit or miss with certain things. With certain properties and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, I you know, I've actually really, really enjoyed the Castlevania series that they released. So... I'm pretty happy to see where it goes.
1: Cool. I mean, it's not that we were out of touch. We are adults. We have real lives. We don't we don't have the time to sit there and marathon stuff like we used to, you know.
0: I mean, no, like the Violet Evergarden like I marathon that, but I mean like Castlevania and stuff like that, I whenever my okay, so When I tend to watch series anime now is when I'm watching it with my husband on Sundays. Mm. And we do a little, like, watch it in the morning or Saturday mornings. We do, like, Saturday morning cartoons with our cereal or whatever. And I'll watch it with him. And it's just, like, a bonding thing that we do now. Because I don't have a lot of time where I'm not in my office. Mm -hmm. Because my office is... Uh, roll out of bed i'm in pajamas do to do like and i'm down here it's like roll
1: out of bed you put your slippers on you grab the coffee in one hand you grab the breakfast burrito in the other and it's it's finished and and drank and you're at the bottom of the stairs you got your gloves on and you just hit right to the you, you turn on the speaker you got your j you got some extra pan blasting and you're right at the sewing machine
0: Literally, yeah. That's that's my <laughs> hello. Welcome to my life. <laughs> but yeah, no. That's pretty much. That's pretty much how it is. So it's nice to have that those kind of bonding situations where I, I'm not gonna watch it unless you're gonna watch it. Mm. Who watched an episode. Betrayal. Like, yeah. That's so. You know, we did that with Game of Thrones too. Gotcha, uh,
1: Marco. What what stuff have you been watching, or or in your case, what smut have you been reading?
2: Um. Well, actually, I have uh, been getting my cousin into watching Criminal Minds.
1: Ah.
2: Um, she, I actually had her start uh, Elementary. The mm-hmm. one, you know, the... Sorry. Um, <clears throat> the Sherlock Holmes yeah, put yeah. out by mm-hmm. the U.S.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So she watched that and she really liked it. So I said, well, if you like that, wanted to try Criminal Minds. So it's kind of that same psychological having to think through everything to figure out who it is. Uh, So she started watching that, and I think I got her hooked. (laughs) Mm. Um, So basically, anytime her and I are watching TV together, that's what's on. Uh, As for what I'm personally watching, um, I'm just finishing up uh, Pokemon for the Um, Sun and yeah, for Sun and Moon.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's you know coming to an end basically, and I'm watching it in English because you know, friends of the podcast. Yep, so uh, they should be once that comes through, it should be switched over to the new series. Um, but other than that, I have been uh, marathoning from the beginning, NCIS. So uh, I, I've been neglecting stuff that has been coming out because of this.
1: We've all been neglecting stuff.
2: Yeah, there, there's a couple of anime that I really need to sit down and just watch and get it over with so that I can go back to things like NCIS. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm you know, watching. And as for what I'm reading... Uh, yes, some of it is smut, uh, but currently I'm reading through Harry Potter and Avenger crossover fanfiction.
1: That sounds better than the Harry Potter and Fullmetal Alchemist crossover.
2: Um, no, that wasn't bad. Okay. I, I've read a couple of good ones of that, but I do like the, the Harry Potter crossovers um, with the Avengers, just bringing him in, Because nine out of ten times, it's usually Harry as, uh, you know, as an adult. So after having to deal with the war and all of that, he either gets trapped in a new dimension or goes to America and finds the Avengers. And some people are very original with it and actually base it more on the... Marvel Universe itself mm-hmm. instead of just the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it brings in a lot of the other characters. Uh, so it's, it's, some of them are really interesting. <clears throat> and yes, some of them are very smutty.
1: <laughs> oh, Mako-chan. What?
2: It's not my fault. It's not my
1: fault. I know. okay all right all right housekeeping news um we are slowly moving the podcast over to anchor fm i'm still working on that it's taking a little bit longer than expected so because right now if you if we were to pull the existing feed and you go right to anchor there'd be about almost 100 episodes gone so i'm working with them to get that flipped over so That'll be soon, and best part is it should be able to pull all of the podcasts and so forth. I will be updating links to all the podcasts, so they'll be redirecting off of our own server and not the FeedBurner server. Um, don't forget, Katsukon Cosplay bookings are open. Uh, check out Wild Spy for... for blah, blah, blah. Let me try that again. CouncilCon bookings are now open. Head out, check out Wild Spice Photography on Facebook. She is taking bookings as we speak. Message her at Wild Spice Photography or email her at hello at wildspicephotography.com. And book now. Uh, Slots are filling up pretty fast. Because one of the groups I'm an admin in, there are photographers reposting saying I have like X amount of spots left. I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah, because it is literally a month away, guys. So and if you are looking to get yeah. your fix at Katsukan, Katsukan. definitely uh it, it, sooner it, than later.
1: Katsukan. It's the Winter AX. It's the convention where cosplayers will, will get discovered, have their own TV, become famous and have their own TV shows and stuff.
0: I thought that was Magfest with all the shit that went down there. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. I was talking to my friend, Chibi for Cosplay, and she was telling me a couple of years back that there were cosplayers on Twitter saying that if you go to CastleCon, you'll be discovered and become famous.
0: Yeah, we actually, we talked, I think we actually had a little excerpt about mm-hmm. this because we definitely mm-hmm. talked about cause fame mm-hmm. and like the, yeah. the ideals of of that, like being discovered or whatever. Mm -hmm. There was a lobster in the gazebo.
1: Supposedly the lobster had its own badge before they cooked it in the room.
0: He did. He did. He was (laughs) sitting in the gazebo with his badge on. He was a very good attendee. He was there with his badge.
1: I love that. That's that random stuff that you... (laughs) At MagFest, but now that we got that out the way, uh, something else I want to bring up real quick. I like to call the hot topic. Basically... It's something that I kind of need to throw some sense on. It's something that's, that can affect us in the community as a whole. So, yes, that one Jewish elf, a lobster. Um, somewhere on my Facebook, I, I, I shared it. Um, my friend RJ has pictures. I will go to his profile and I will share it to yours so you can see this lobster. Yes. And the poor lobster that got eaten, yes. Someone brought, yes, a real live lobster. Somebody brought their Instant Pot to the room and steamed up a lobster. Oh, dear God. Yes. That reminds me. I just bought a ceramic lid for my Instant Pot so I can pop popcorn in it.
2: (laughs) Oh, you finally bought it. Nice.
1: Yeah, I I was was just... um, I'm on one of the groups, and there's, like, this massive 40-piece accessory kit for, like, $40. So I'm like, I'm going to hold on to this for right now until I find it cheaper because Amazon blocked the honey plugin in on their website, so fuck you, Amazon. But I saw it there for twelve fifty-nine, and I'm like, delivery tomorrow? Sure, why not? Hmm. All right, so t- tonight's hot topic is something that happened recently. Uh, it does involve uh cosplay community here in New York City and the NYPD or in this case MTA police. A local cosplayer who goes by Agent J cosplay. He cosplays Agent J from Men in Black. You can't miss him. He's just as tall as I am, definitely skinner than me, and he shows up with all of the weapons. There was at one time, I did cosplay Agent J at Anime Next, but that's a story for another time. So, as the story went, he was coming back from a karaoke event, and he was stopped by MTA police, and he was given a summons for a ticket. It seems that they did not understand the prop weaponry that he had, and he explained everything to them. It seems that... Somebody reported him when he was switching trains, I I, suppose, I understand. He was sitting in the, in the, in the, sub, in the car, subway train with his briefcase open, watching a video on his tablet. And in that briefcase is all of the weapons from Men in Black, basically all of his props. So now he's screaming and he's upset, saying it was racial profiling and that he might go to jail and all this other stuff. And he explained everything to the police. And between this happening Sunday and today, it's getting kind of crazy. There is an actual change.org pet- petition up telling the MTA to police to drop this. And I've seen her friends of mine share this around. I signed it because, you know what, they shouldn't have stopped him. That was the only reason why I signed it. But... Quick quick
0: question though, Ranma. Sure. Does yes. NYC or New York State have a silhouette law?
1: Not to my knowledge. If there is, then that would fall. That would that that, that would do it. Now to, So yeah, yeah because yeah. DC mm-hmm.
0: has a silhouette law, meaning anything. Anything. It can be a Nerf gun with an orange tip. It can be something in a bag that is just mildly a shape of a dick. Mm-hmm. And the police will stop you and pat you down. I can see that being a thing. Well, one, because he was reported. um, And two, the fact that they did look like guns. Especially because a lot of cosplayers... I I know you guys Mm -hmm. out there. I know you want your perfect photos with your Mm -hmm. props that don't have an orange tip. or, Or pieces that move that you haven't immobilized. Like, I know. I get it. I understand. But at the same time... Situations like this occur for a reason, especially because it's on the Metro, mm-hmm. and the Metro police get real serious mm-hmm. when they think there's going to be a shooter. They're not looking to have a Joker-esque situation on their right. hands, okay?
1: Now, I'm doing a quick Google search, and I don't see that, but I do know about the silhouette law. The one year I went to Captain and I cosplayed Barrett, and I was told of that. I didn't leave the hotel dressed as Barrett, and if I did, I did not have the gun arm on. I just kept it, like, I just kept it walking down so if the cops would see it, they I would just show it to them, you know?
0: Yeah, but if this cosplayer basically was doing what he said he was doing with them just out in the open in a briefcase, and he looked like he was a federal agent of some sort, because I'm sorry— If you're dressed in a suit and I don't know that I'm a, I'm a layman I'm mm-hmm. a person who has
1: no idea what right. Animu is mm-hmm. and what is MIB I don't know right right um, right but but, but her. here's the thing if you've seen the movie Agent J has like this giant gun uh, he actually oh I, mean, I know yeah, And i that's sure what it's it was. Yeah. yeah that's I think that's what it was now it's sad that this happened. But as I've said as I've said to a couple of people, what's going to happen is he's going to stand before the judge. The judge is going to look at this and either tell him to pay the fine or it's dismissed. He is not going to go to jail because if he was going to go to jail for something like this, they would have arrested him on the spot.
0: I, yeah, they I, would have arrested him yeah, and held him. Yeah, I They tried to talk to him about it. But I, I, they really I, should have talked to him about it more thoroughly in general, I think. They
1: probably did. Uh, the thing is, I, I'm only going by what he has said on his live stream feed and what others have repeated. We don't know the cop's side of things. Yeah. Honestly, I'll say the cop in this was being a little dumb-tarded. I mean, he's explaining that he's a, he's cosplaying a member of Men in Black and he has a giant gun and it looks fake. I, I actually said to somebody, in a situation like that, it just sounds like this guy was trying to get his ticketing quota.
0: Well... I mean, also, was this for just a singular photo shoot or was there an event going on? There was a
1: karaoke event in the city.
0: Okay, see, if it was yeah. a karaoke event and there's not a lot of other people mm. dressed up. I mean, like, okay, I'm right. not saying it's right. right. But I'm not saying he might have not been profiled or anything mm. like that. Because profiling is a very big problem. I know, I know. and I, I, be- yeah. Because there was a report. Yeah. That is the only reason I can see yeah.
1: why he was stopped. Yeah, To be perfectly honest, I don't think he was profiled but there is a lack of common sense here now let's say for the sake of argument i am going to a con and i'm going to co- i'm going and i'm going to cosplay let's say boo busters luigi i think walking around with the proton pack and a jumpsuit everybody knows it's fake but on the same token i'm going at the end of the event i'm going to do what i did when i cosplayed at work I'm going to put the proton pack back in the box. I'm going to put my jacket on and go home. That that's that like that. If it was my barrett cosplay at the end of the event, I'm going to put my jacket on, put the gun arm in a bag, and I'm going to go home. A and giant? I'm not- even uh,
0: just saying that yeah. this is for guns or gun-type paraphernalia or mm-hmm. props, this is also with swords, yeah. this is also mm-hmm. with spears, mm-hmm. this is also with PVC pipe objects that look mm-hmm. like wood. Mm-hmm. If somebody finds it threatening and reports you, it sucks. Because mm-hmm. if people stop you, especially people of authority, stop you and go, you need to put that away or we're taking it right. away, or um, they break it, or, you know, worst-case scenario, uh, then, you know, it, it really does suck. But right. unfortunately... Mm-hmm. In this case, it's, you know, they're not looking in your best interest. So yeah. if you're worried something like that's going to happen, just pack it away exactly. yeah. and don't let anybody else de- like
1: see it. Yeah, yeah. that's whatever. my next point. Now to say, now to respond to Theo X 75 in the chat, just paint the tip orange. That's a great idea. Well, a lot of cosplayers will not put orange tips on their prop weapons because they want the accuracy. And I get that. If you want accuracy, get a remo- make a removable plastic tip to put on there. And then if you want to do a shoot, take the tip off, pose, picture, put the tip back on. Five seconds. A giant prop like that, you should be able to dismantle and disassemble to carry. There are people I know that have st- cosplays with staffs and bows. They are able to break it down and dismantle it and reassemble it when needed. You know, Basically... There was a lack of common sense on the cosplayer side, and there was a lack of common sense on the MTA police side.
0: There, there was a lack yeah. of empathy in the fact yeah. that, like you know, they, they're they're hassling him about this mm, item that is right. obviously comically mm-hmm. not not a, a threatening weapon, but unfortunately they have to enforce it yeah. because mm-hmm. somebody did feel threatened apparently. Yeah. So,
1: but is like it his uh, his his court appearance is January thirty first. We will follow up with this and let you know what happened. And most likely it's just probably gonna be you just gonna have to pay a fine or just got it's getting dismissed. All right. Now that we got that out the way, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the uh, today's topics, today's story. Some of this is a mix of what's been going on this week, as well as over the last couple of weeks. It's good lord, there's a lot of stuff here. So we probably will be going a little bit late. So some chances are Marco may have to bounce early, and if that happens uh, me and Ichigo will keep the ball rolling or I'll just fly solo so I crash into a brick wall.
0: Oh, okay. no,
2: I took off tomorrow.
1: Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. You did?
0: Celebrations! Purrs all <laughs> around! <laughs> all the
2: biscuits! Yeah, no, I've got some errands to run so I decided to uh, take off.
1: Okay, cool. Alright. So, I'm here all night. Tipper real good, ladies and germs.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, I guess I'm up first. Yup. So, uh, yeah. I guess you could call this one of my fandoms. Um, Yoshitaka Amano. Uh, I guess best famous for his Final Fantasy art. Mm-hmm. I know him for his Final Fantasy art and also for his uh, Vampire Hunter. Um, he's done quite a bit of different artwork from different series Um, he's uh, he has a very distinctive style Mm -hmm. and uh, for those of you that haven't seen the cover the January 2020 issue of Vogue Italia ended up taking a unique approach to highlight sustainability concerns in the fashion industry Instead of using, using its usual photography, it actually decided to go with artwork. So the magazine featured seven covers by artists, including Amino. He drew American model Lindsay Wixen in a blue Gucci outfit. Amino captures Wixon's signature pout and heavy-lidded eyes in his signature style. So this issue ended up coming out... Uh on the actually i think it came out today no it came out on the 7th okay um so proceeds for its purchase is going to be donated to the restoration er- efforts of the fundazan uh Cirini, stampalia and venice the ground floor of the historic building museum and public library was severely damaged after a flood on november 12th early estimates put the damage in the, to the building at a half a million euros. Mm. Um, So obviously Amino has done Final Fantasy. Um, You might've also seen some of his renditions of David Bowie, uh, Shinzo Abe and Olympic figure skater Yuzuru Hanyo. Uh, But again, he's done quite a few different uh, anime series and uh, general book series and things like that from Japan as well. But I-, I think this would be kind of cool for more magazines to do just to highlight more artists in the area. Um, Amino is very much known for his style, but he's also known for the unique fashion mm-hmm. designs that he puts onto his characters, The makeup designs, the hair designs, um, going into almost a organic design with some of his art. So I think doing something like this on more magazines would not only highlight the artist, but also highlight just a growing, I guess, artistic style that's out there. The modern, you know, kind of take on things. And I really, really want to find this cover.
1: Um, maybe an international bookstore. You might have to actually, you might have to actually find it online. To...
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to be looking for this cover. Um, it's not like Amino is a no, uh, you know, a no-name artist. Yep. He's extremely popular in Japan, mm-hmm. and when he does come to america to do his tours um not only does he charge an arm and a leg for his signature but they sell out so it's not like it's just you know some random guy so i i can't see it being easy to find this cover
0: you're also going to be up against the fashion industry fans as well so it's not just going to be the anime fans or the amano fans that are looking for this it's also going to be the people that collect vogue italia because they haven't been doing artwork for many, many years now. So this is kind of one of the first ventures back into our work and any collector is going to be hard on for that cover.
1: Mm. Well, good luck to you, Mako. May the power protect Mm. you. You might
0: check out Yahoo Japan auctions and see if you can find it there.
2: Well, I know it's coming out of Italy, so I'm going to start with the Italian
0: um,
2: auction sites, Yeah. but, um, I, I would not be surprised if I can find them on the Japanese auction sites as well.
1: Mm. All right. Um, Ichigo, what's up with with Stitch in Japan?
0: <laughs> Stitch is one of my favorite little meesters. Um, <laughs> so he is getting a feudal era set manga, which is going to be super cute. Um, Hiroda Wada's manga has Stitch meet warlord Yamato Meison. Manga creator Hiroda Wada launched a new manga titled Tono-sama to Stitch, Tono and Stitch, or The Lord and Stitch, on Kodancho's Comic Days manga website on Monday. Mm. The manga features the character Stitch from Disney's animated film Lilo and Stitch. In the film, Stitch is an intergalactically wanted alien fugitive who flees to Earth and lands in Hawaii. In the manga, instead of landing in Hawaii, Stitch lands in feudal Japan and meets the warlord, Yamato Maison, which, uh, when the feudal lord sees Stitch, a feeling bubbles up within him for the first time. Cute. Weebo and Stitch inspired an anime series titled Stitch in 2008, and Disney co-produced the series with Japan's Madhouse Anime Studio. The anime series is... Uh, spawned two sequel series in Japan, Stitch Itazura Alien no Daipokan and Stitch Zuto Saiko no Tomodachi. The original series premiered in Japan in 2008 and the two sequels premiered in Japan in 2009 and 2010, respectively. A one-hour sequel special, Stitch to Sona uh, no Wakusei, aired in 2012, and another special aired in 2015. The original series premiered on Disney XD in the United States, but only five episodes aired, and the first season has aired with English dub in other territories. And this was actually a show that I loved watching, because Stitch is one of my favorite characters. Ah, oh, Precious. The, Precious and murder.
2: Yeah, the, the popularity of Stitch in Japan is actually quite surprising to me. I I would figure, you know, other uh, characters from the Disney collection over Stitch. But, hey, I mean, whatever works for them.
0: They also have a bunch of characters that we don't have access to. Um, like the teddy bear mascot and his friends of the bunny the green mm-hmm. cat and them. And I would love if they came to the States, but I feel like a lot of it is, you know, territory, I guess wise, what mm-hmm. uh, Disney just sells faster. And you know what it is? It's probably cause like in the article, it said that feeling of cute because mm-hmm. stitch is that cute. He's big eyed. He's got a small, you know, small stature, but big eyes and a, and a big mouth, not a mm-hmm. small mouth. <laughs> So I can see how he was he was kind of adopted as super adorable. Cool.
1: Now, this has popped up on, on my feed a couple times. Um, it seems that a very popular um, cosplayer out of Taiwan has been elected to the government. And I'm just like, well, damn. let me see if I can properly set this up. Uh, Done. Oh well, it is what it is. All right. So, so, um, so, anywho, uh, this cosplayer, um, her she's also an activist. She goes by the name of La, no, Lai Pin She won a legislative suite in Taiwan's general election on uh, this past Saturday, representing the DPP, the Democratic Progressive Party. Now, when she announced that she won on Facebook, she posted a picture of herself as Sailor Mars, which is pretty awesome. And she posted with that, Hello, friends. I am Lai Pinyu, lawmaker of New Taipei City's 12th District. Please advise me for the next four years. Now, she gained attention as an activist during the Sunflower Student Movement of 2014, protesting the Cross-Strait Service Trade Agreement with China. She joined politics in uh, September of last year On a platform calling for Taiwan's independence and opposing unification with China. During the campaign, she performed speeches while dressed as Oscar Langley from the Neo-Genesis Evangelion. Wow. She is the youngest member of the legislation at the age of 27. And when she won... And she re- and she was celebrating. She posted a picture herself as Yu-Gi-Oh's Joey Wheeler when with that with the typical react. And I think that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. She defeated her closest rival in the race, former Taipei City Deputy Mayor Lee Yongping ping uh, a Ku the Kuomintang, by twenty-seven hundred and eighty votes. She secured over eighty-four thousand votes. That is freaking amazing. Alright, so what I'm going to do real quick, um, let's see if I can actually pull up her, um, her cosplay, oh, that's the wrong one, right. our cosplay of Sailor Mars and the React picture, this should not take long, because I know we have a long list of stuff ahead of us, alright. Gee, that's not bad unfortunately the way the settings are within obs is kind of small so i apologize about that but that is really nice and let me pull up the react picture real quick copy image address properties. now that's kind of funny tell me that's kind of funny in our chat room here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, that one Jewish elf says, yes, girl, get it. And get it, she got. All right, now we're going to try switch things over to a little bit of the seriousness. Um, Mako, what's going on with Kyoto Animation's um, memorial site? Uh,
2: so, um, I found this out rather recently that uh, Kyoto Animation the actual site of the building um is actually in more of a residential area Ooh. than in a you know business public place mm-hmm. so that gives you a little bit of an idea of what's going on um the neighborhood association in Kyoto sent written sent a written re- request to Kyoto Animation to not build a monument or a park at the site of the first studio building. The association expressed concern that the large number of visitors that a memorial site could bring would affect the tranquility of the neighborhood. It has asked that its members be allowed to participate in negotiations on how to use the site after the studio building is completely demolished. The association requested that the plans be submitted before the demolition finishes. Preparation for the demolition work started in November and the actual demolition will start in early January and go through late April. Mm. Um, There have been no uh, stated plans for after the demolition. Uh, It has been reported that that a representative from Kyoto Animation says that they will consider all the factors and make a decision after consulting with the bereaved families, local residents and other related parties um again this is in a more residential area Mm -hmm. and those that have been to the area say that it is a it is a very difficult area traffic wise Mm -hmm. so it would not be able to really handle the increased traffic that a memorial or a park or something like that would bring in um it also basically uh, they want to consider the staff and the people in the neighborhood uh, because you know people don't want to see a gruesome site. So obviously right. they want they have to get rid of the building. Right. Right. Um, but again, they're trying to take in everybody's concerns over mm-hmm. what goes into this area. Um, being that uh, the fire did end up killing 36 people. And injuring 33 others, um, they, they don't want to just, you know, make a quick decision on this, which is actually really good for them. True, true. Um, had something like this happened here, you know, they would have done whatever the hell they wanted to, not taking into consideration anything. Exactly. So the fact that they are looking to bring in everybody's opinion on what should happen, um... You know, I, I think something needs to be done, but even if they leave it as a blank lot, I think people are still going to come down to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I, I don't know what they would be able to do with it to minimize what's there. Obviously, if there's nothing to take pictures of, if there's nothing, you know, to report on, it would lessen how many people go down but it also will lessen the frequency of people returning so leaving it as an empty lot would probably be best Um, even just putting like maybe a garden or something like that That for the community and like not even like, like like flowers and stuff like that just for the community just you know but even that something like that people would take You know, I, I can see a bunch of crazed fans going and picking the flowers and, you know, you never know.
0: It is really hard because it is such a tender subject and it does affect a lot of people's lives and, and, and everything like that, but also because it is in a residential area, um, Japan has a way, a more practical way of handling those kind of situations because the buildings tend to be kind of on top of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the there are certain business areas that aren't obviously defined. It can be really hard for situations like that where they've been in this studio for so long because it's kind of what, what worked. Like it's what they started at, you know, it's sentimental value and everything like that. It, it is going to be rough to make that adjustment and try, but I'm hoping that they're able to find a creative way to create maybe a place either for closure for those who actually need it mm-hmm. and not crazed fans, people just looking for, I don't know, burnt ashes to take home because they have no regard. They're very into like dark tourism or whatever the heck they want to call it. Yeah. Um. Or, you know, a, a place for people to grieve, mm-hmm. you know, um, but also, that I guess doesn't cause more hurt than
2: help. you know mm-hmm. I mean, it it was an early suggestion just to rebuild rebuild the building. Mm-hmm. But basically their first answer to that was, if you had almost died in that building, would you want to continue going back to the same area for work?
1: Exactly. that could that could trigger a lot of bad memories and so forth. So. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, even the fact that they're looking at it that way, um, so as to not traumatize the people that had to live through what they did, it's, you know, it's, it's really kind of awesome that they are putting this much thought into what to do
1: with that area. I think they should put something up there to memorialize, you know, because either way people are going to show up there, regardless. The only difference is if you put something there, not a lot of people will show up, whereas if you did it a lot you know it's just a num- it's just a numbers game exact basically
2: yeah i i th- I think personally the best thing to do would be to put you know like a labyrinth garden or something like that with Mm -hmm. some benches just for quiet reflection. Um, If they don't put any monuments and they don't put any signs or anything like that, I think that would uh, detract from people wanting to go to that area uh, just because it, you know, okay, now it's just flowers and some benches
0: or maybe the neighborhood can figure out an area in the air, in the residential space that's a, like, maybe a little bit on like a corner of the area and be like okay you know we we'd like to use your space for this garden or whatever instead of doing a monument here but if you guys wanted to build a monument in this space that is going to be a little easier to deal with you know mm-hmm. as far as the influx of people and tourists and and grieving folks you know um then maybe there that will be an option but i i think it's going to take a lot of consideration and like you said it's going to take a lot of you know ideas and collective you know thinking so we send you all our love kyo anime and uh we hope that you guys recover well and um peace be with y'all
1: my sentiments exactly And spe- and going from one b- bout of controversy to another, um, the Pokemon fandom is pissed off about, D- about paying for DLC. So what else is new?
2: Wah wah wah.
0: Uh, so yeah, Ari, um, this one's for you. <laughs> Pokemon Sword and Shield game gets two expansions. The Pokemon Direct livestream presentation announced on Thursday that the Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield Nintendo Switch role-playing games are getting two expansions. Expansion passes will give players the access to the Isle of Armor and the expansion in June, and the Crown Tundra the expansion in fall. The expansion will feature new story content characters, Pokemon, including version-exclusive and legendaries, Gigantamax Tamax forms of Exit... Gigantamax? Okay, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, I'm all, I mm, stop following after the first 250. Uh, Gigantamax forms of existing Pokemon and gyms. Additionally, free updates, (laughs) free updates will launch simultaneously with the two expansions that will allow players who do not purchase the expansion passes to see, I guess, the new Pokemons in the release. Uh, Or some of them, at least. Uh, The Pokémon Sword and Pokémon Shield games shipped worldwide for the Switch on November 15th, and the games sold more than 6 million copies in their first weeks to break records for the highest first-week sales of a Switch game, and the fastest Switch game to reach 6 million units sold. The starter Pokémon in the game's new Galar regions are Groki, Scorbunny, and Sobble. Oh, Sobble, sweet boy, Mm. soft boy. Um, New legendary Pokémon include... Zacian, Zamazenta, and several Pokemon got new Gigantamax forms, including Pikachu, Meowth, Eevee, Charizard, Butterfree, Dreadnought, Corviknight, and Alchemy. Um new features will include Dynamax and Max Raid battles, gigantamax forms, poke jobs, and battle stadium, surprise trades and Pokemon Camp. The games are inspired by Animal Crossing. No, the games are inspiring <laughs> in a series of seven five-minute net anime shorts titled Hakume no Subasa, or Pokemon Twilight Wings, by Studio Colorido, from Typhoon Norida, Penguin Highway, and Fastening Days Fame. The first episode will debut on YouTube on January fifteenth, and a new episode will be debuting um, every month uh, thereafter. The Pokémon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokémon Let's Go Eevee games, the franchise's first games for the Nintendo Switch shipped in November, and the games are set in the Kanto region, uh specifically based on the 1998 Pokémon's Yellow Special Pikachu Edition, which I still have.
1: Nice. That is
0: that is the Pokémon game I I have. Yeah. <laughs> I think but yes, I, I've awesome. seen a lot on my feed about the expansion passes for sure.
2: Well, I I, I get what they're doing. Um, basically, instead of creating um, I, I guess a uh, a brand new game and forcing everybody to play the same game again, uh, they're just doing the expansions for this particular game. The thing that people aren't understanding is that even if they don't buy the expansions, they can still get the Pokemon. They can still trade with others to get the Pokemon. So they can stop bitching about having to pay another $30 on top of the $60 they've already dropped. Well, guess what? $60 plus $30 is $90. That's still cheaper than having to buy two games but, and you but only but Mongo... stop at two games because Uh-oh. half of these people are you know completionists and mm-hmm. have already dropped a hundred and twenty dollars to get both of the games that are already out and they will have to drop another sixty dollars to get the expansion pack for each game but you know let's bitch some more about the decks
0: but Mako chan, Uwu, I don't wanna have to socialize, Uwu. Logic break! But that's just
2: it. You don't have to. They
1: have oh, they, well, special to trade.
0: Trading. To well, trade
2: No No, they have special trading. You can Oh hit yeah, I button. guess they're
0: gonna update to the special trading. I don't know. I'm I'm out of the loop as far as well, like the well, switch is concerned.
2: No, basically so. there is a trade option that you hit the button. It's a random trade with somebody else that's already, you know, trading something. So granted, you don't know what you're going to get, but you can keep trading that same Pokemon that you don't want over and over and over again until you get a Pokemon you do.
0: You take that Pikachu you don't want and you take it to your neighbor and you see the most expensive item you can get for that Pikachu. Then you take that Pikachu and you trade it up for that Charmander. Then you trade up that Charmander for like, <laughs> for an Ivysaur. Like is it it's that like swapping bartering game all over again?
2: I mean, just just enjoy it. Just realize that this game is for kids, that it's just supposed to be, you know, fun, wholesome. Oh my God, look at these cute little things. And shut up! If you don't like it, don't buy it. And considering this is already the most popular and most sold Pokemon game coming, you know, off of the newbie stack, obviously your money isn't going to hurt them. So just, you know, go back to your Gen 1 bullshit and shut up.
1: Exactly. I mean,
0: the, the best way to tell them your opinion is just not using your money to pay for the product you don't want. So, like... Your money talks and if you keep spending money on things that you hate out of hate spite or completionism or whatever, they're going to continue to do things because they're like, oh, it's a proven, you know, money making scheme or money making situation and we can continue to do
1: it. Long story short, gamers will never be happy.
2: No, and if they're not happy with the games, they can always go and make their own.
1: Exactly.
2: They can play, you know, hacked games online. They can go make their own and they can leave me with my little game and I'll be happy. I don't need this negativity.
1: I, I feel, over
2: Pokemon.
1: I kind of feel the same shit with um with the Star Wars fandom. I don't care about. It. I just want to enjoy the movie. Leave me alone, okay? Leave me alone. So you know, as Theo X seventy five says, I can't wait for the next expansion. Poke unions. Since Pokemon have to get jobs, they form unions. That would be fun. Well, considering
0: Pokey Jobs is part of the expansion, we're not too far off. Yep.
1: Now, now the next story coming up—it's kind of outlandish as fuck, and I'm just like, but why? So, in its place, I'm going to post the uh, a meme about it. Now, I have heard stories of cosplayer commissioners will bring your cosplay to a con if you haven't paid for it will allow you to wear said commission and then take it back at the end of the con till you finish paying for it you know, I have, uh, what yep i have heard stories you know and are those yeah, the new commissioners
0: I, that don't yeah, know? I, I think
1: those people need to reevaluate what they're thinking uh, we, I, I, we actually, I actually know somebody that, that that has said that she would do that. I don't know if she's done it, but knowing her mental stability, I wouldn't put it past her. Now, this happened at at Magfest. The long story short is a cosplayer uh, contacted a wig maker known as Babutiefs online and wanted a wig made. She needed a Nessa wig for her Pokemon cosplay. Fine. So the part issue that started is the commissioner did had a very small window to make it but she said she would do it and i've been in that situation where i've had a friend commission something for me and it's a very small window and i've always said if you can if you can't if you can't oh it's fine so it's fine so the long story short is between that time and the day and basically day zero slash one of magfest uh, this wig maker known as Babo was still working on it and trying to get it together Now the cosplayer known as lol tots mentioned that she will be needing this wig for underwater water shoot Not for nothing if I'm doing an underwater shoot I'm going to get a shitty wig that can barely pull it off because I'm not going to spend a hundred plus dollars for a wig that's, that's so styled as amazingly well just to get it. No, I, I won't do that. I won't. So, basically, she's up in the room still wait, making the wig. And then they come down that Thursday to work together, you know, to exchange money for the wig. So, around, so that time came around. So, she said, now this cosplayer said that she's in a rush because she has to go directly to her photo shoot. Fine. So, basically, the cosplayer snatched the wig out of the commissioner's hands and ran. Didn't finish fully paying for the commission, but snatched the wig and took off for her shoot. You kind of browbeat this, com- this, this commissioner to make your wig. You didn't have the rest of your money. And you had the audacity to friggin' s- just snatch the wig and go. What kind of bolt is that? No. No. And basically, when this happened, the commissioner didn't want to mention who due to retaliation. But then she did reveal who it was. And basically, cosplay Twitter was on BabuT's side. About the whole situation, and there are memes about this all over. Long story, long story short, and all of this, um, magfest staff and security got involved, and the wig was returned. Because basically, when people found out what she did, they just basically started harassing her left and right. And you cannot avoid that shit if you're being harassed on on social media, and they know you're at an event people will ride your ass about it.
0: Now, normally- well, it wasn't just that she was at the event. It was actually that she was a vendor, or she was working with a vendor at the event. They were both working with vendors at the oh, event. Oh, damn.
1: That, that that's, a, that's a double damn right there. That's why the staff
0: got involved, yeah. because there mm-hmm. were reports and everything with the staff, and so
1: that was a whole mess. Not for nothing. I mean, she's a cosplayer, and if she wasn't a vendor and she knew her name, it wouldn't be hard for staff to pull up her information and find her. It wouldn't be that hard.
0: I mean, she did admit that she stole the wig. So that's, that's what kind of sparked the whole thing. Like, like not only did Mm -hmm. the incident happen and it, you know, we don't know both sides, unfortunately, because we weren't physically there. So it's all secondhand. We don't know people's emotions Mm -hmm. at the time, whatever. But so basically, yeah, they both were bending and unfortunately, uh, the, yeah, the thief stole the wig and, I mean, thankfully it was returned, but... Yeah.
1: I mean, if, if it was a situation like me where I'm, I'm building a computer for somebody and they try to be like, oh, I'll give you the rest of the money later, if you don't think I won't have some type of application running in the background to shut your stuff down after two weeks of not, not paying me... <laughs>
0: Well, I feel like... I know uh, Babutefs had posted that she, they were having a text message back and forth and that then um, Loltox had stated that they... In her large post that they had... She had let Babutefs know that she needed to run to her shoot, and so she she didn't think that she grabbed it as forcefully mm-hmm. as she did but apparently there was like... There was just issues and, and just from one commissioner to an others, baby commissioners out there, um, don't have contracts. Please, dear to Jesus, Mm -hmm. give yourself contracts, one, Mm -hmm. and don't give goods even if you're lending them unless they are fully paid for i don't care if you're your best friend i don't right. care if they're your mm-hmm. uncle's mother's mm-hmm. brother sister cousin whatever brother's roommate. you need to get your payment because once they get their item and they get their photos they have no need to pay you
1: honey i'm sorry you ain't making that green exactly. you're not paying your taxes I, I, you're absolutely so, right. And my thing is how do you just up and snatch box like that you ain't got the money out hold up hold up Oh, here you go. Oh, uh, I, w- I w- you best believe that wig would have been in a wig box. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, you're not getting this so I get the money. Oh, you don't have the money. Well, you're not getting this wig playing this day. And and the thing is, it doesn't matter who the character is. It ain't hard for a commissioner to resell a wig. You just put it up for sale. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Somebody will buy it. You're and my- the,
0: the other side of that coin is that, like, if you are in a rush and you don't think you're going to be able to make that transaction appropriately have your friend come and take care of it Mm -hmm. for you make sure that there's a paypal you know payment going on i invoice everything so i track Mm -hmm. everything and if you don't pay me you're not
1: getting your shit sorry but that's just how life is and as stacy d pro says in our chat room at twitch tv slash anime jam session there's an interesting episode of cops officer that's my wig (laughs) and for the record there has been a couple of cosplayers on judge judy okay i've watched one of them and i knew one of the people on there and and what it was all about um people's share of a hotel room okay people will find out and as that one jewish elf says unless it is ruined by pool water uh yeah a wig will be ruined by pool water with all that chlorine It may not get ruined right away. It's not just the
0: chlorine. It's mostly just the force of the water. Chlorinated water is not going to do anything to a wig. People try to bleach wigs all the time. They're plastic fibers. You ain't going to do anything unless it's like 100% bleach and you're leaving it in there for a week. Then you're going to have some nice fumes in your house. Mm. But if it's just, it's mostly the force and the fact that you're going to be underwater, the wig will get tangled. It will need some conditioning and it will need to be brushed out. And if it is a heavily styled wig, if you don't know how Nessa's hair is, it's basically a slicked back bun, half up, half down look Mm
1: -hmm. with
0: different colored wefts of shades of color in it. That is a labor intensive wig. And it does suck that Babutev's had taken it. And it was kind of coming off last minute because unfortunately, uh, the person who stole the wig, thots had stated that she saw the Instagram of the commissioner working on it till the last possible minute. Now, it does suck that you had to take on a commission that was a tight window or there was a high demand on you labor wise but to me from professional to professional like if you can't finish it a week minimum before the event mm-hmm. is going to happen I know it's it you got to make that money you got to run and get that cash but people are going to use that against you Especially in our professional circles, they're very small. Cosplay is a very small world. And if people see you, you did an amazing job on that wig. But if people see you finishing things last minute continually, they're going to kind of label you, like, one, a whiz kid because that's awesome. But also, two, is somebody who pushes it until the last minute where you're having to give these items and allegedly it fell apart before the person even got to the shoot and all this other stuff so like don't put yourself in that situation and just like it it sucks if you've seen Babutef's other work she does an amazing job she works with arda or she has a lot of her pictures with arda so if you haven't seen her stuff yet go check it out but yeah it overall is just kind of a shitty situation yeah Ooh.
1: at least it's been resolved Moving yeah, right, at least we, it's
0: been resolved.
1: Moving right along. Um Let's see, who has this one? Uh chan Um tell us about Maria Takeuchi.
2: Sure. I, I'm I'm i currently lost by hand. Hold on.
1: Is it did you lose your hand to Damien? I did. Oh.
2: He's just like kind of curled around my hand. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. My hand.
1: And for those of you who are wondering who is Maria Takeuchi, just YouTube Plastic Love.
2: So Maria Takeuchi, 64, becomes the oldest to top Japan's singles chart.
1: And that's pretty amazing.
2: So at the age of 64 and 10 months, she is the oldest singer to top Japan's Oricon Weekly singles chart. She broke another record with uh, Oni... uh, Inochi no Uta, special edition, returning to the top of the chart after the longest interval, having last held top spot 21 years and one month ago in November 1998, uh, music information provided, Oricon Inc. said. Uh, Takeuchi sang Inochi no Uta, which means song of life, during her first ever appearance on public broadcast NHK's iconic Kohaku music show on December 31st last year I'm very happy that the song has reached the hearts of many people commented the singer who made her debut as a recording artist in 1978 Wow! the previous record of being the oldest person to top the singles charts was held by Keisuku Kuwata who won it in January 2019 at the age of 62 years and 11 months
1: that's pretty amazing
2: Yeah, that's, that's not bad at all.
1: Definitely. All right, let me see if I could pull up this next one. All right, I'm actually not going to show images for this one because I can't get the plug-in to work properly. But what happened is, is issues that I'm starting to see that we probably have seen here at conventions in the U.S. and it's starting to spread in other countries like Japan. And it's basically aggressive photographers. They don't know when to say no. Now, basically, what happened is if you've seen pictures of Comic Cat and the you'll see like these large photography circles. And there's like one cosplayer in the middle, and these photographers at several feet away will surround her in a circle and just take pictures. And it's supposed to be, you're supposed to respect. You know the space between cosplayers and several
0: feet away, Ranma. You're funny. They're
1: like inches. Well, I've well, I've seen some that where they are several feet away. The respectful ones mm-hmm.
0: are the yeah. aggressive ones that you're covering. Are the ones
1: mm-hmm. that are not. I I was getting to that. So, in this instance here, the circle is not several feet. It's more like two feet. And basically, it happened with three cos- female cosplayers who were got surrounded by a bunch of dudes and the safe, and the safe space is basically gone. It was, what happened was a decision was made to allow the photographers to get a little bit closer. I for, and, you know, closer to the cosplay means better shots. But as these circles get a little bit closer, everybody's going to rush in and circle it up. And it could hurt the cosplayers, and the cosplayers get touched in inappropriate ways and other dumb shit that should not happen. Thankfully, there were other people there at the convention uh, that were able to pull these girls out of the circle. Um, it was two cosplayers, one that goes by the name... No, actually, no. Uh, one of the, There's video on the Twitter feed of Chona, Chona Will 2? And there is a video that kind of sees some of the stuff there. And it's two cosplayers, I believe, that goes by on the Twitter feed names of 66 battery and 5ATON19. Interesting. And, ba- and long story short, you have your cosplay circle, Cos- photographers are taking pictures, it was suggested to make the the circles a little bit smaller. They got very small to the point where there was none, and these cosplayers were basically surrounded and basically scared for their lives. Thankfully, staff was notified, and basically there was staff there pulled them out, pulled the three pulled the cosplayers out, and they were not harmed. This incident will probably stick with them, but it'll it'll go away, not in the way it should, but. Now, when this hit Twitter, um, you had some very interesting words. It's like, this looks genuinely terrifying. It's shocking how all the men immediately point their lenses at the l- women's lower bodies. These men aren't otaku geeks. They're criminals. They definitely need more security guards for cosplayers. Safety ought to be paramount at these events. Hopefully, for summer cat. Uh, the staff will be will remember what had happened and they'll have better safety protocols. Now,
2: considering this has been happening a lot lately, yeah. uh, they need to completely revamp their mm-hmm. rules
1: true. in order
2: to stop this. true.
1: Now, like I said, there are there's a there's a huge like ring, a circle around the cosplayer. Like Japan's most popular cosplayer, the number one cosplayer Inako, she when she poses, there is a massive ring that's around that sh- you know that keeps that distance. And if you can do that for a very well known uh, cosplayer, there's no excuse why you can't do it for other cosplayers as well.
0: Well, there's also the big source of, of shame as far as like when we've talked about these kind of instances before of sexual harassment in Japan, especially mm-hmm. women on trains and stuff like that, and even guys, a lot of it too is shame of reporting it and stuff like that is that mm-hmm. unfortunately, the the culture surrounding victims in Japan or people who, who suffer from these instances, unfortunately, kind of sits on their shoulders and ends up being worse uh, than it is in some cases in the states where they go to report it and it's disregarded Um, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately if there's a lack of enforcement and it's a lack of of care on the part of the police or the people the security they're enforcing it um, you know all you can do is hope for the better and hope that more reports of it will get it will, will galvanize something. Or I know there's a slight movement of the me too movement in Japan, but it's not as big yet. So I can only hope to see that grow to the point where it's actually getting some reaction from people in authority that can handle
1: these situations. Mm. Now to bring it down to our last article of the night, we'll have a bit of slice of life. Um, let's see who has who has the honor of this one um Ichigo. i yeah uh, yeah i actually gave mako an extra story by accident i guess when i was while i was putting things together i dropped the name twice my bad
2: so i'm not doing this one
1: mm, you already did f- that means you would have done four articles instead of three let me see which one it is. Oh, then I get to do the true story of KFC? Yes, yeah, somebody's eyes are lighting up. I love the
0: story because it makes no fucking sense, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking sense. Here's your slice. Okay, I'm sorry. You're gonna get like weird cat because it's punch drunk a clock for me. Here's the your true here's story story your slice of, of life why. story. People in Japan eat KFC at Christmas. So last year, KFC Japan earned a record-breaking 6.9 billion yen from December 21st to the 25th. So what's the deal with Kurisumasu niwa Kentucky? The reason why Kentucky Fried Chicken became the Christmas meal in Japan is a story of fast food company that was in the right place at the right time and a foreigner who got the ball rolling. The time was the tail end of the nation's post-war period of rapid economic growth when Japanese people were increasingly drawn to the Western lifestyle. They were particularly enamored of American culture, which they saw as modern, stylish, and fashionable, and were quickly incorporating U.S. ways into their own daily lives. In 1970, Osaka held a World's Fair, the expo 70 and kfc international opened a trial store there it saw roaring trade that at its peak notched up to 2.8 million yen in sales in just one day kfc holdings japan says on its website in july that year kfc set up a joint venture with mitsubishi corp or Corp. and uh kentucky fried chicken japan was born The first regular store opened in Nagoya on November 21st, 1970. But business didn't really take off, as chickens don't fly. And the company says until it opened its first Tokyo store in July 1971 in Aoyama, its fifth store in Japan. Young people took a liking to the taste of this fashionable new food and cool store decor, KFC says. What just one foreigner can do. The connection to Christmas, according to KFC history, started with just one foreigner. She walked into one of the stores one day from a nearby Christian kindergarten, saying that she wanted to buy some fried chicken for a Christmas party and could someone dress up as Santa to deliver it. The store manager took up the challenge. His somewhat goofy party dancing was a hit with the kids and the event was a success. His talents were subsequently called on by a number of other schools. This gave KFC the idea of connecting its product to Christmas. The chain launched its first Christmas campaign on December 1, 1974 and continued to do so for every year at all of its outlets. In 2018, KFC Japan posted all-time high sales of roughly 6.9 billion yen for the five days from December 21st to 25th. That's about 10% of its annual sales revenue. KFC is so popular at Christmas that queues at some, uh, some of its uh, counters stretch out to the street. And they even have pre-orders for a lot of KFC meals at uh, at a lot of KFC Japan.
1: Ugh. It
0: was a lie. Takeshi Okuwara says he was the store manager that fulfilled the woman's request. Okoara, who went on to become president and CEO of Kentucky Fried Chicken Japan from 1984 to 2002, also claims the credit for linking KFC to Christmas. When interviewed by NHK back in those early days, he was asked if fried chicken really was a Christmas tradition in the West, and in 2018 he told Business Insider that the answer he gave was a lie. (laughs) I know that the people are not eating chicken. They are eating turkey, Okoara says. But I said yes, it was a lie. I still regret that, but people like it. KFC's official version of its Christmas story doesn't attribute it to one person. The truth is muddled further by the existence of a different version of the tale from an earlier company webpage, which we wrote about. they wrote about in a previous article oh. on the Gaijin Pot website. In this one, a group of foreigners who were living in Japan walked into Ayoma's branch of KFC and said that they couldn't get their hands on turkey in Japan, so they'd celebrate Christmas with KFC chicken instead. This was overheard by the store's managers, who passed the word to his superiors, who then decided to launch the first Krisuma Suniwa Kentucky. <laughs> uh, in japan they'd celebrate christmas with kfc chicken instead and this was uh, oh yeah it did. Uh, either way kfc caught the that ball and ran with it and it seems safe to assume that it was at least one of our fellow foreigners who was responsible for the modern day phenomenon of japanese families sitting down together on christmas eve to eat junk food which is of course not quite the right way to look at it uh christmas eve okay so some twitter people were like christmas eve to eat junk food oh yeah no okay Uh and then it's a cultural thing so mm-hmm. from japanese perspectives particularly if you're celebrating christmas with children eating fried chicken together is a fun and special treat that elevates the day which is otherwise just a typical working day to an event i'm sorry this 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 history story it just it makes me giggle Uh, They credit uh, the success of it uh, with the campaign of good timing. It entered the market just when the customs of celebrating Christmas with decorations like the Western style had just appeared, uh, which started in the late 1960s and began to take hold. The Japanese people uh, happily accepted the model that KFC offered them for celebrating Christmas in Japan. Oh, yes. And then also, Colonel Sanders is uh, hugely celebrated in Japan during Christmas time. If you are not aware, if uh, the KFC following cult like following did not um, make you aware, uh, there's a bit of a theory out there why the store's founder and symbol, Colonel Harland Sanders, resembles Santa Claus. True enough, they're both old, <laughs> <laughs> and they're both uh, white guys with gray beards. Mm-hmm. Uh, This idea was perhaps born of a nationwide coordinated custom for all KFC stores to dress their Colonel Sanders statues in Santa outfits in December each year, a practice that Okawara takes credit for. But wait, what is this Colonel Sanders statue? If that is a question on your mind, then you obviously have never been to a KFC in Japan. (laughs) They're like the Ronald McDonald's McDonald's here. Uh, They're storefront mascots that replicate the colonel As he was at age 60 with a height of 173 centimeters, uh, they weigh 26 kilograms and the statue's eyeglasses are real, which have a strength of plus 3.25. Wow, talk about accuracy. The statues first appeared in Japan in about 1971 and after a Japanese KFC executive brought one home with him uh, that a store in Canada had made to promote the event there. Uh, He thought that it might help the Japanese public relate to KFC and little-known concept of fried chicken eaten with one's hands. Mm. Um, Yeah, and it is definitely uh, for holidays, for parties. Um, It is a huge thing over there. Um, And if you are missing home because you are a foreigner traveling to Japan, uh, that is one of the stores that most recommend if you are feeling a little bit homesick. yeah if you want to go and follow more about this article you can definitely check out the blog the true story of why people in Japan eat KFC at Christmas um, to read more
1: but yeah I think it would be kind of extra of me to go to Japan during the holidays just to eat at a KFC Uh,
0: it would be extra it would be about 6,000 extra
1: (laughs) if you took a friend Um, true So true, but I like that one picture of the of the bucket. The chicken is out, and you got some sparkling wine and a com- commemorative plate and some sides. That cake looks, that pie looks good. You know, you can't even get anything halfway that decent at a KFC around here. Which is why some of us go to Popeyes instead. Oh shit. <laughs>
0: He came for them. He came, he took the chicken, and he ran. Snatch that wig. <laughs> Snatch that beard off. Colonel Sanders, Santa Claus. No. I'm
1: <laughs> okay, alright. We are d- down to the wire here, and then we're gonna pack it up and get the heck up on out of dodge. Alright. And I can't believe I actually left that up there. Meanwhile in Japan, twenty nineteen edition. Let me go ahead and fix that real quick. Uh Retrieve, and save, and it should reflect, and I should refresh the page, continue, there we go. That's how it should be.
0: Well, since Uh, I just talked about chicken, can I
1: take the chicken story? You most certainly
0: can. I love me some nuggets. You give me nuggets and tots and mac and cheese anytime. I am down for it.
1: So that does that mean you can be dressed up as a as a Lolita baby Yoda numbing on chicken nuggies and soda? Nom nom
0: nom. <laughs> give me my ears. I require I must have my robe. Chicken Mandalorian, fetch it for me. Chicky um,
1: Nuggie,
0: chicky nuggy. I love my nuggies. Uh, <sighs> Japanese man beats fast food worker because one chicken nugget was missing from his combo meal. Uh, yeah. So, uh, somebody was hangry, apparently. Beef over five-piece chicken nugget combo leads to combo strike violence. Haroka? Chicken nuggets are an odd combination of nebulous mystery and rock-solid facts. What are they? Chicken! What part of the chicken does the meat come from? Um, the chicken part? But another check in the concrete information column is that when you order chicken nuggets, you generally know exactly how many you're supposed to get. So when a 32-year-old beauty salon manager in Obehiro Hokkaido Prefecture got home from a local fast food joint in the morning on January 5th, he discovered that his combo meal was short one nugget, (gasps) and he was understandably dissatisfied. So the man called the restaurant and said, my combo meal is supposed to have five chicken nuggets, but it only has four. And of course, the retail associate said, good job, you can count. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) In an example of outstanding customer service, they promptly sent an employee over to the man's house to apologize and try, oh gosh, and try to make amends. Then in an example of terrible customer behavior, during the restaurant employee's visit, the beauty salon manager became so angry that he struck him in the head and kicked him in the stomach. Ow. The disgruntled customer also poured a milkshake, which had been part of his combo meal, over the restaurant worker's head which seems like a puzzling waste of food for someone apparently so hungry that the absence of a single bite-sized morsel of chicken is enough to convince him to wreck violence upon his fellow man and use up his damn ice cream from the machines that are always fucking broken. Uh, McDonald's get on this. I know, right? On a side note, the Japanese pronunciation of nugget, nagetto, sounds like the Japanese word for hit, naguru. Local media has not disclosed the specific restaurant involved, but a look at Google Maps shows only three major hamburger chains with branches in Obihiro: Loteria, Moss Burger, and McDonald's. Lotteria doesn't have a five-piece nugget set on its menu, and while Moss Burger's does, its set is part of the children's menu, so it's unlikely a full-grown man-child, I mean a full-grown man, (laughs) would order it for himself. His ability to throw a temper tantrum notwithstanding making mm, McDonald's the most likely recipient of the man's business and beating Ugh. it's unclear whether or not the customer ever got his fifth nugget but he did get arrested by the police who said the man had uh, who say the man had a history of calling the restaurant to lodge verbal complaints though this apparently was the first time he had decided to express his grievances in the form of a beating When questioned about the incident, the customer told officers, I haven't done anything wrong. Hmm. Showing that the depth of his love for the McNuggets is only rivaled by the abyss of his stupidity.
1: I, I mean, you know, when you first read this, you're like, what the hell? Then me as an intellectual go, oh, in other words, it's just a Tuesday.
0: I just, I thought it was a story from America. Exactly! I thought this was um, a chubby-ass white woman in America.
1: (laughs) Going two miles an hour on her electric her On her uh, motor scooter? Yes. (laughs) Good Lord almighty. Alright. I will take the second story.
2: Why? You're the one that put the third story in there.
1: I he's trying to
0: slide in he's like "Mm, if I take this one
1: well that's because I I think it's funnier if you do the third one but if you want to take the second one be my guest
2: I mean I don't care but what is it with you putting your own stuff in here and then having me do it cause it's funny (laughs) oh it's not (laughs) I mean I don't care I'll take the third one but Dude, you gotta stop that shit.
1: Okay, fine, okay. Take the second story. No, I said I'll take the third one. I'll take the third one. Yeah, sure now. I, I'm i
2: saying that. I'm taking the third one. <laughs> okay.
1: Y'all need to
0: stop fighting over
1: these nuggets. Uh, Hush you! I'll take this, the rest of these four nuggets and ping you in the skull with them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm sorry if anybody has heard my stomach rumbling.
1: <laughs> okay. While Ichigo's stomach settles down, I'm going to tell you about a Japanese cram school teacher who was arrested for forcing a schoolgirl to wear dog collars and a leash in a lesson. Meanwhile, on BDSM Weekly... Lordy Lord. So, what happened was, on Sunday, November 17th, 62-year-old Koji Ito, who's also the manager of this cram school... Um, known as Heisei Shingakai in Nara City in the fujino neighborhood was doing a one-on-one lesson with a female student. Somewhere during the lesson, Ito said, how about if we put these on you and pulled out three dog collars? He put one around the girl's neck, one on her, and, and put the other two on her ankles, and then connected them all to a leash. What the fuck? He went back to teaching the lesson and leaving her hands free so she could take notes or complete practice problems. What? The girl wasn't injured and there's no information on why Ito used physical force or psychological intimidation to pressure the girl into wearing collars. But once he had her on the leashes, he forbade her to leave the classroom where she remained there for about three and a half hours. Then she was allowed to go home. Three days later, the girl and her parents notified the police what had happened, and that following Tuesday, Ito was arrested by officers, and there you go. Ito says, all of those things I did, there is no mistake. Well, at least he's honest. Now, what makes the situation a little more disturbing is that Shingakai provides instructions for students as young as elementary school, as well as those in middle and high school, meaning Ito had no shortage of naive, easily coerced targets, and so there are maybe other victims who haven't come forward yet. The police are currently investigating Ito's methods and motives, although in the case of the latter, it's not going to take a world-class detective to figure out that he gets his jollies in a very perverse way. You know there are better there are better ways to reenact hentai you know this isn't this isn't one of them it really is not you know
0: like not at your job and not with underage children like with maybe like another consenting adult perhaps exactly like life choices you have failed that lesson sir Ugh. get in the collar
1: <laughs> get in the fucking collar shinji <laughs> as that one Jewish elf says, porn in the making, but so wrong. And as Bob Coffee says, the di- and then referred to the prior article, the day that you didn't receive the fifth nugget was the greatest day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday.
0: <laughs> and as Theo X 75 says, and I wholeheartedly agree with, consent is golden. Thank you. Thank you. Tiny little cute hearts for you today, sir.
1: Yes, n- yes sir, indeed. Now to, wrap all, now to wrap it all up. Now to wrap it all up, adult cream pie! Phrasing!
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, people are wondering if any English speakers were consulted before they chose the name, and by they, we mean McDonald's, for this salacious new dessert. Um. Yeah, McDonald's literally named their newest dessert creation adult cream pie. <laughs> Granted, that's the exact translation. It's Otono no Cream Pie. Um, it comes in black and white. Um, I mean, chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it... <laughs> It is, um, Otono is a word often used in the Japanese sweets industry to describe confectionery that has less sweetness than regular brands. So, yeah, I guess it's got a little, uh, bitter aftertaste to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's evoking a sense of high quality, refined flavor. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's, there, Yeah. Um, it's so how...
0: full of flavor, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm.
2: However, just... the combination of the word adult and cream pie brings up a whole other imagery entirely for English speakers, which, Jack, has people questioning...
0: your eyes.
2: <laughs> which has people questioning whether or not the team consulted with any English language speakers before deciding on the new name. Accompanying commercial for the new product Also displays some subtext That allows for reading in between the lines <laughs> The ad features a young woman An older man uh, who Who's referred to as both Sensei and Senpai <laughs> The younger woman can be seen Asking her sensei That cream pie Is it really that delicious <laughs> which prompts the sensei to turn and hold the younger woman's face in both hands saying earnestly, if you eat it once you'll be filled. <laughs> the two then jump in a cab asking the driver to take them to the nearest McDonald's where they'll no doubt be ordering the adult cream pie.
0: Are you sure it's not a love hotel? Is it a, a love hotel called McDonald's? <laughs> so the
2: two, the two official flavors are Belgian chocolate, And sweet fromage, so it's fucking cheese. It's not even (laughs) vanilla. It's phrasing.
1: (laughs) And if you look in our in our chat here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, I posted a picture of these cream pies, and it's just wrong. I tell you, it is just wrong how they have them posed. Thank you, so, that one yeah. Jewish elf with McLovin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: While well, the word otono literally translates to adult in English, it should be noted that the adult entertainment industry and its related goods and products in Japan use the word adaruto,
0: That is a much more severe pronunciation. Adaruto,
2: which is a corrupted form of the English word adult. Therefore, the name of the dessert won't necessarily raise eyebrows amongst the majority of the McDonald's diners here in Japan. But for English speakers on Twitter, the adult cream pie is causing a bit of a stir. Mm. And literally, it's just people going, are you serious, McDonald's? <laughs> Hint, it's 18 plus and not safe for work. <laughs> Who? Someone get me
0: one I need it for an experiment.
2: So it actually goes on sale for a limited time starting tomorrow in Japan, which means that it's actually probably just going on sale now.
1: Mm.
2: So yes, go to McDonald's and get yourself some cream pie. (laughs) Name of your porn. Um. The the fact that I thought it was vanilla and it turns out to be sweet cheese makes it even better.
0: Well, sweet cheese, cheese is actually a very popular flavor in Japan.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. that means it's going to be sweet and salty at the same time.
0: I walked right into that one and then I bought the cream pie and that's what happened.
1: And you wonder why I give these articles to Mako-chan. And <laughs> hey, y'all thought I was
2: bad. <laughs> well, see, that's the problem is I usually find these articles and put them up. When you guys give me these articles to actually, <laughs> you know, read about and talk about, you know, you're, you're just giving in to my already you know, weird mind of putting these articles in the podcast <laughs> at all.
1: Look at it this way. If Ari was on the show tonight, he'd be passed out on the floor twitching at this point. If Ari I was on the like show tonight, I, I feel
2: like he would have been the one that read this I one feel like Not for nothing.
0: I, I, you, okay, Ronma, you yes. didn't break me. Mago, you didn't break me. But Bob Coffee, you (laughs) asshole, gives a new meaning to the McDonald's slogan, I'm loving it. So nice. Thank you. I will need a a hard reboot. Thank you,
2: 404.
1: This this, this gives a standing ovation. Standing ovation.
2: (laughs) At the same time, not for nothing, I really wouldn't mind trying the chocolate one.
0: It it sounds good. I like their pastry. I like their apple pies. So I I don't see why I wouldn't like like I and I like sweet cheese. Like I like cheese desserts. Like the the cream cheese wontons or whatever.
1: Those are good. Well, I mean, if you do try the chocolate one, just remember once you go black, you don't go back. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Jewish hell. Hashtag don't put your dick in that. (laughs) Wait, this is, oh, what, oh, whoa. Well, that is a reference. That's a reference. That's well played. Well played. Okay. I think we're done. We need to wrap this show up. Okay.
2: He needs to wrap it up before the cream pies spill everywhere. (laughs)
1: that's why they come already box yeah so if you like the show tell a friend we all know you definitely liked this one and you know what when you tell a friend they will tell another friend we're independent podcaster streamers we do this for the fun of it so if you have any questions about the show Drop us a line at podcast at anime jam session.com. Again, that is podcast at anime jam session.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at anime jam where you will find all, all of our co- links to our convention videos. Uh, by the way, Anime NYC vo- videos are now up, so definitely check it out. Our face uh, Facebook page for convention photos, Anime NYC photos are up, check it out. Uh, convention reports, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews editorials, anime reviews, our podcasts, and a whole lot more. Check it out at AnimeJamSession.com Don't forget you can find our podcast anywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, it's Anime Jam Session. Search it, you'll find it. All of our episodes, take a listen. Give it a chance, we'll drop a review on the app. We'd love that. Don't forget, you can also find us on social media as well. YouTube.com, Twitter.com, and Facebook.com. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us on the Twitters when we're going live. Follow us on YouTube to check out some awesome cosplay and convention videos. Uh, anime NYC videos are up, so check it out. And Facebook for all of our convention and cosplay photos. Anime NYC photos are up, so go definitely check them out. So we're going to go around the room. Last words. go
0: Well, I'm going to go back and sew after I get some sleep and have tater tots and stuff. I don't know what Orientation that's going to be in, but good night!
1: Will there, <laughs> will there be some cream with those uh, tater tots?
0: You're gross. Go <laughs> home. <on.
1: laughs> last words, Makochan. chan Hold on. I could barely hear it. I could barely hear him. My last words are from Damien. Gotcha. My last words is, uh, kick back, more SWAT. I'm gonna relax and kind of figure out the rest of the night and update Windows. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of our show. Our, most likely, Ari will be back, if not Ichigo or Wild Spice will join foray. And I promise less cream pies. I don't. Of course, you don't. <laughs> All right, we're done here. I'm Ranma.
2: I'm Mako-chan. And
1: I'm Ichigo Gami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night. Bye. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That's it. I'm done with y'all. Take the cream pie and get the fuck out. (laughs)